Welcome to Defiant Joy Radio. This is your host, Carol McLeod. Let's study God's great grace today. Welcome to Defiant Joy Radio. Carol would love to come speak in your area. Her messages of hope and joy have blessed so many. Contact us today at JustJoyMinistries.com or call toll-free 1-855-569-5433 to arrange an appearance at your next women's group or conference. Now, here's Carol with today's inspiring message. We're learning how to pray the Word of God over the lives of the people that we love the most and know the best. We're discovering that it's just not necessary to insert into our prayers our own opinions or preferences. But when we pray, we must make sure that our hearts and our words are aligned with the will and the word of God. And the way we do that is by praying scripture over the lives of the people that we love the most. So today we're going to start by praying for unity, by praying that they'd get along by praying that there would be no dysfunction among our relationships. Let's begin by reading three different verses. First of all, Colossians 3.14. Beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Psalm 133, verse 1, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. And then Ephesians 4, 3, being diligent to preserve the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. One thing that God values is love and unity. He loves it. The heart of God is at peace when his children are living together in harmony. As a matter of fact, he loves it so much that over those harmonious and unified and loving relationships, he declares a blessing. God declares that there's a special blessing reserved for people and family members who choose unity over differences, who choose function over dysfunction, who choose to love one another in spite of differing opinions. You know, when my children were little, I I made a list of goals for my family. And one of my goals was that my children would all get along. And so in my family, they were not allowed to argue. They were not allowed to fight. They were not allowed to call one another names. The punishment for any of those things was swift and consequential. I prayed that my children would genuinely love one another and would enjoy not only being siblings, but also developing friendships among one another. And in a house with five children with a 13 and a half year age difference, that was not an easy goal to make. But I was diligent. And one of my quotes to my kids was, in this home, we build, we do not tear down. And so I made sure that all of their words and their actions were building words, not destructive words. I worked hard at it. I worked so hard at having unity and peace 
and love and joy in my home, I overlooked very little friction because I knew that little friction would grow to big friction. And so now my children are all adults. They've left me, the nerve of those kids. But you know what? They like each other. They generally enjoy one another's company. Although their residences are flung from one part of this nation to the other, they text one another ridiculous text messages. They email each other. They love hanging out together. If they're even close to each other's city, they'll drive for hours to have a milkshake or a cup of coffee together. And you know what? Whenever we've had time together and it's the moment has come for us all to go our separate ways, we all sob, even the boys, because there was unity in our home. Now, if your family does not enjoy unity, don't live in a place of regret, but start declaring these scriptures over your family. Listen, unity and love in a home is not only a mother's will or a father's will and heart for the family, but it's God's will and God's heart for his children as well. God wants all of your relationships to be blessed with peace and unity. You know, when I look up the definition of the word unity that's used in Psalm 133.1, behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. This was the definition that I read of ligaments by which members of the human body are united together. You see, we're all not the same. There's a there's a hip bone and a knee bone and a leg bone and a femur and an elbow. All the bones are different, but when their differences are working together and not against one another, great things will happen. Unity will happen. Unity is the ligament that allows a family to operate the way God wants it to operate. In the Old Testament, when this word unity was used, it described a choir, all singing in harmony. Now, there were different parts they were singing, but it sounded like one voice. So if we're going to pray these scriptures over our family, the prayer will sound something like this. Thank you, Father, that it is your will for there to be unity in my family and in my workplace. Thank you, Father, that our family will dwell together in unity. Help me to put on love daily so that I am able to bring peace and unity to all of my relationships. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. And now we're going to look at another scripture that we can pray over our families, over our children, over our spouses, over our siblings, over our workplace. Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. And may I just say, if you pray no other scripture, pray this one, because this scripture covers it all. Colossians 1, 9 through 11. 
For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. This scripture and the following prayer are the slam dunk. They are the grand slam. They are the touchdown of all the prayers that you can utter for your children or for those that you love. First of all, Paul says, I have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you would be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So when we pray this scripture, we're praying that those that I love would know God intimately and well, that they would clearly know what his will for them is, and that they would have revelation knowledge and insight into God. I pray that those that I love will be filled with the knowledge of his will. And then Paul goes on to say, I pray that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. Now, this is a good one. I want my children, my siblings, my spouse to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. I want this to be their lifestyle and their daily choices. I want their conversations to be worthy of the Lord. I want the television shows they watch and the movies they watch and the friends they choose and the music they listen to to be worthy of the Lord. Listen, one thing I've learned about my young adult children is that they can run away from my words, but never my prayers. So my strategy is to talk less and to pray more. You don't need to preach to your kids about their music or their television shows or their or their um, movie choices. What you need to do is pray this prayer in secret over their lives and let the Holy Spirit do a work in them that you could never do. Paul goes on in Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11, to pray that the people that he loved would please God in all respects, that every choice that they make would be God-honoring and not self-induced. And then Paul prays that the people that he loved would bear fruit in every good work. Isn't that a good one? That, that those that I am praying for would exhibit the fruits of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, self-control, and faithfulness. And then finally, Paul says, I pray that you would be strengthened with all power, with every kind of power. If someone you love needs power to love a selfish spouse, God will give it to them. If they need power to take a biology test, God will give it to them. If your children need power to resist peer pressure and and the, the call of premarital sex or addictions or the power to work for a difficult boss, when you're praying for them, God will give them that power. God has that kind of power at their disposal because they had a man or a woman in their life who prayed for them. Never underestimate the power, the prayers that you pray will make 
in the lives of those that you love. You are at your most powerful when you are praying the word of God over the lives of the people that you love. So if we were to pray Colossians chapter 1 verses 9 through 11, this is what it would sound like. Thank you, Lord, that those that I love are walking in a manner worthy of the Lord, that they are pleasing you in all respects, that they are bearing fruit in every good work. They are increasing in their knowledge of God and being strengthened with all of your power. In Jesus' name, amen. We're so glad you were able to join us today. The Just Joy staff would love to hear from you. Please call us at 1-855-569-5433. That's 1-855-JOY-LIFE. Or simply go online to justjoyministries.com. Learn about unwavering faith that defies your circumstances in her two-book offer, No More Ordinary and Refined for your gift of just $15 plus shipping. And remember, Carol is always available to speak in your area.